Hello, friends. It is Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great week so far. If you have your Bibles and you're able to turn, we are back in Psalm 19 today. Psalm 19. Yesterday, we saw that God has revealed himself in his creation, specifically the heavens, meaning the sun, moon, and stars. We read that the heavens declare the glory of God. The declaration is universal. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. When God reveals himself, it is called a revelation. God reveals something or makes known something about himself. Now, there are two types of revelation. There is general revelation and special revelation or specific. General revelation refers to general truths mankind might know about God through nature. Special or specific revelation is more specific truth God reveals about himself through his word, through his word. Creation reveals that there is a God through general revelation, and the Bible reveals who that God is through specific revelation. Yesterday in Psalm 19 verses 1 through 6, we saw God revealed in creation or general revelation. Today, as the psalm continues, we see the other way God reveals himself, and that is through specific revelation, the word of God. Now, Psalm 19, and we'll read verses 7 through 10, okay? The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Verse 11, moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God reveals himself more and more in his word, the Bible, until he reveals himself perfectly in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are introduced to Jesus, by the way, in the word of God. The synonyms used in these verses I just read for what we call the Bible present a different aspect of God's word, but each also refers to the Bible in its entirety. First, it says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The law is the teaching or the instructions. It refers to the law of Moses and the instructions contained in the entire Bible. And it says that the law of the Lord is perfect, meaning complete, without error, and it's correct. Every word of the Bible is perfect, converting the soul. To convert means to turn. When it says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, it means it turns you to God. And the law of the Lord turns us to God. If you want to get closer to God, you'll get closer to the word of God. Next in verse seven, it says the testimony of the Lord is sure. His testimony is his witness and it is sure you can believe it. And his testimonies give wisdom. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. In every area of life, the 
Bible can offer us wisdom in that area. It's wise. It gives, it offers wisdom. It makes wise the simple. Then it says the statutes of the Lord. The statutes of the Lord are his detailed instructions concerning the practical matters of everyday life. And it says the statutes of the Lord are right. They're right. Rejoicing the heart. Sometimes someone will falsely suppose that the Bible and its rules only make life boring and miserable. But that's not true at all. The person that says that is not walking with God and never has been. The statutes of the Lord are right. They rejoice the heart. Rejoice means to, to give joy to. Rejoice is an overflowing of joy. God's word, his statutes, his rules for living bring joy. His word tells us the right way to respond to life's difficulties, how to avoid some others altogether, how to please God. Oh yeah, the statutes of the Lord are right and they rejoice the heart. Verse number eight, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. It's pure means, means perfect, flawless, and clean. It enlightens the eyes. It cleans your vision. If you wear glasses or sunglasses, you know that it's irritating to have smudged up lenses. You know, there's something right in the middle of your field of vision. You just can't see around it. Everything looks different because of it. Nothing looks right. So what do you do? You take off the glasses. Maybe you blow some hot air on them, wipe them with a cloth, then you put them back on. And then your eyes are enlightened because the lenses are clean. The vision is pure. That's what the commandment of the Lord does for us. The Bible does for us. It's pure. It enlightens our eyes. It wipes away the smudge of our foolishness and helps us to see things clearly. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. This Bible will be around forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Judgments are this. What God says is right. And what God says is wrong. That's the judgments. And the judgments of the Lord are true. If God says it, it is true and righteous altogether. His judgments are righteous altogether because God is righteous. And what he does reflects who he is. Verse number 10, more to be desired are they. What is they? Well, it's the law, the statutes, the testimony, the, the judgments, all of that. More to be desired are they than gold. Gold is the standard, I think, in the Bible for what is, by man's perspective, valuable. It's a, it's a reflection of value, a, a denomination of value. And more to be desired is the word of God than even gold. Than, than money, than anything that you could desire. And not only that, it goes on, yea, then much fine gold. So the nicest that this world has to offer, and a lot of it, the word of God is more to be desired than all of that. Verse 10 continues, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Sometimes riches, when you work so hard to get them and you finally attain them, you think, well, what was really the point of that? This is not satisfying. 
But the Word of God is more valuable, more desirable than all the riches you can imagine, the very nicest of the nicest things you could have. And once you have it, it's sweeter than honeycomb. It's more of a blessing than you expected. And once you get it, it's more refreshing and more enjoyable than you even imagined. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Verse 11, moreover, by them, what's them? The statutes, the judgments, by them is thy servant warned. Sometimes you can read those statutes, what you should and shouldn't do and say, well, God is just a a God that beats us over the head with rules and things. Well, these rules really protect us. They rejoice the heart. We already read that. By them is thy servant warned. I thank God for the warnings in scripture. A heavenly father wouldn't love his children if he didn't warn them of the dangers of sin. Verse 11, finally, and in keeping them of them, there is great reward. There is great reward in obedience. A person who commits his life to following what God has said finds great reward in every part of life. And in the life to come, by the way, in accepting Jesus Christ as Savior. Today we learn that the Bible is perfect. It turns the soul to God. It makes wise the simple. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. It endures forever. It's true. It is valuable. It's sweet. It offers warning and great reward. Praise God that He has revealed Himself to mankind through His Word the Bible.